0: Hey everybody! Here we are. The Gil Can Run Show, episode 21. 21, wow. That's a lot. My show is now old enough to drink in the United States, and. Uh, well, no. I guess not. It's 21 episodes, 21 weeks, not 21 years, but whatever. Uh, I don't know. I'm just feeling it tonight. Uh, I've been kind of tired the last couple days. Like, not tired, tired, like you know, I've had the same amount of energy and everything, but my legs have been tired. And that's not generally a good thing, so I've taken it easy. I took a couple of these off. I did run today. Of course, I'll always, as always, when I run, have my links in the post so you can see what I did. Um, I don't do anything spectacular, I don't think, but, uh, you know, then people can look and compare and say, oh well he did this here and he did that there or whatever. And you know, sometimes the GPS watches don't really work right. And sometimes you see like a drop off in my speed and then picks right back up. That's because I got to an intersection where there was like a car. So I stopped my watch and then I have to start it again when I start going again. And so I get this, these dips. Um, so it's been kind of stormy and rainy the last couple days. Uh, the wind is blowing pretty hard right now. It wasn't blowing too hard when I ran. It was sunny out, it was warm. But uh, with temperature changing again, because it's fall in New England, so the temperature changes every five seconds. Um, The wind picked up and, uh, you know, so you might hear some leaves rustling in the background and stuff, because I got the windows open, because I'm a windows open kind of guy up until the time when I can't have them because it's either too hot or too cold and climate controls have to come on. So, you know, I don't waste any energy or anything, because that's the way that I am. I don't like wasting energy or pretty much anything. I don't know if you've been able to tell over the last 20 episodes that uh, I'm not a big person for waste and uh, and it definitely does bother me uh, when people do waste. Um, so anyway uh, not only have my legs been tired but uh, I couldn't think what I was going to say for a second I've been getting a intermittent shooting pain in my left hip. I'm pointing at my left hip, not that you can see fully or anything, and it's not like I have a cameraman to zoom down and zoom in and things. So I was looking into it, and it's not the first time that I've had this, but it's the first time I've had it on the left side, not the right side. And the best possible explanation I can come up with for the pain based on the description of the pain and what I've read is piriformis, tightness, inflammation, something to that effect. Piriformis is the muscle. It goes from the back, uh, connects to the top of the femur. It's flat, and it kind of comes down. And it has like a pear, pear shape, right? So it's, it's, it's part of basically your butt. My butt hurts. That is the... That is what happens. So... Um, Apparently my ass hurts, and it's causing this weird nerve pain in my (laughs) hip. And, you know, but running it didn't hurt or bother me at all. It's actually when I'm sitting down or standing up that I get these shots of... And it's nerve pain. It's not muscle pain. It's that, you know, that quick stabbing feeling. Like, I don't know if you ever shorted something out in your hands, and like, you know, you get that electrical shock. And it, and it like makes everything tense and hurt. Um, you know, uh, that's kind of what it's like, but there's no electricity being applied to my body. It's just all happening internally. And so it's milder than like grabbing two ends of, an ex- of uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, an open wire or something that's plugged into the wall, <laughs> which would be a really stupid idea. And I've never actually done that. But apparently, I've stuck forks when I was younger into light saw uh, into uh, wall outlets—not once, but twice—before my family realized they needed to get those protectors. Now, most saw you know most uh, outlets come with protectors in them. Although I don't think that they they gave us protected outlets in this house. No, they did not. Thanks for cheaping out on that ten cents, their contractors. We have more complaints about contractors coming up. Oh, do we ever? Because. The plumbing is, the plumber is officially done in the house, and let me tell you, I've already complained a little bit, but the disaster, the things that I have to do to this house, ridiculous, ugh, it's unreal. So like a condensate drain that goes all the way across the basement when there's a drain right there, um, things like that that are just freaking stupid. So. I have to deal with that, I have to contend with that. Those are things that I have to fix. And apparently the guy's bugging the general contractor for you know the money already, even though he hasn't submitted a final bill. And the general contractor's like, you need to submit a final bill. And he's like, well, I'm gonna put a lien on the house. And we're like, we don't care. <laughs> like, not my problem, bro. I don't owe you anything. The general contractor owes you. The insurance company owes you. That's fine, but you need to submit a bill to get paid. That's the way life works. It's not just people are going to, like, pay you, whatever. So, anyway. Throwing that shit out the window. Um, The fact is, my butt hurts. And uh, so I'm going to work on stretching it out. I don't have a foam roller yet. I should get a foam roller. It's going to be some time. I'll worry about it when i got to worry about it, right? So... That's where we're at there. Um, other than that, it's just muscle fatigue. It's just my, my legs are tired. Um, I don't have great support in my running shoes anymore. I am way over miles. I'm not getting them anytime soon. Because I gotta wait. I gotta wait until the insurance company pays me back for replacing stuff. Because I had to max out everything to replace stuff. And I still haven't replaced everything. They gotta pay me back and I gotta pay off my credit cards. Then I gotta sit there and I gotta gotta buy some more stuff. Then I gotta submit the more receipts for the stuff that was bought so they can reimburse me more for it. It's this ridiculous thing. I have three years to replace everything. That's not gonna happen, but like, I can't imagine dealing with this for three years. But that's what they count on. They count on people getting frustrated and not replacing everything, and then they end up saving money in the end because it's a giant hassle. They make things a giant hassle, and that's the way it goes. So uh, I need the foam roller. I need new shoes. I got to wait. And, you know, other than that, I've been using tennis balls. So I got to stretch out the piriformis, and I got to work on stretching all this stuff out more frequently i gotta be better with that because i don't stretch enough i barely stretch at all to be honest with you i do not stretch i just don't every now and then i'll do some you know bends and some whatever you know and i've i haven't been able to do yoga or anything because i've been dealing with the house and it's just it's no good I got, I really need to work on it. It really, it really does help. When I'm doing that stuff, I feel better, I, I perform better, and it's just generally better. But right now, it's just all out the window. So we will work on that. Um, other than that, Halloween's coming up. A lot of people have been posting about, and I've, I've you know, two different thoughts on this. Um, you know, I had one friend who posted about how uh, a, a family p- put up signs around the neighborhood, please give my kids, you know, healthy snacks, you know, like carrots and whatever. I, I don't know. And people were like, well, what the hell? And frankly, I, someone gave me like an apple or something. I, Well, I actually like apples, but like carrot sticks or something. I'd get like pissed. It's Halloween, you know. And here's the thing, right? So, what everyone should do, you know, and I get it. People are allergic to peanuts, and allergic to this, and allergic to that. And that's a whole different problem, right? Because it didn't used to be that people were allergic to all this stuff. And so something's wrong there. So we need to work on fixing that in a macro sense. But in a micro sense, let's work on just the neighborhood. Because really, kids should be just going around the neighborhood and Knocking on doors and doing their things, like up and down the street, whatever, right? You don't need a giant freaking haul of candy. That's the first thing, right? Kids don't need to be out all night collecting candy. But more than that, and kind of the point of Halloween isn't so much about the candy, it's about going around the neighborhood and saying, Hi, I live here too, let's get to know one another, even as kids. Because, right, so the adults know the kids, the kids know the adults, the adults know the adults, and everyone knows each other. And that's part of the thing, right? And already, the adults should already know each other in a neighborhood, right? Technically, in a community, you should kind of know the people in your community, and we don't do that. We really don't do that, well, with rare exceptions. When you get really out there in suburbia, I have friends that do that out in suburbia, and it's great. But in general, you know we're all kind of closed off now particularly as you get more urban as you get into areas it's weird the closer you are to your neighbors it seems less but I mean except for on a very superficial level but we don't get together we don't do things right so that's what I'm talking about we don't get together and do things and like so if your kid has an allergy your or you want your kids to have certain things, maybe what you need to do is get the entire neighborhood together and discuss these things. And what are we going to give out? Are we all just going to give out candy? Someone going to give out this, Someone going to give out that. What are we going to do? What do we want to do? Right? Are there healthy alternatives uh, that the kids can still have something sweet and tasty, but at the same time, whatever? And then once you get to know these people and you get to trust them, maybe you make your own treats or whatever, if that's what you want to do. right? If you just want to go out and buy a bag of Snickers, that's fine. But, you know, get together, discuss things with your neighbors and come up with a plan that'll work for the entire neighborhood. That's kind of my point. That's my point with everything. Um, you know, from power generation to everything, get together with your neighbors, like, grow a farm, figure out what you're going to give away for Halloween, have a solar project, things like that. Like, you know... Everything gets built from the ground up. It doesn't get built from the bottom down. You can't build anything that way. All right? And the neighborhood is the bottom governing structure of society. And you might not think of it as a governing structure because we think of government, you know, we think of municipal government, we think of state government or regional government, we think of national government. But a neighborhood governs the society in that area right and then you get different you get different neighborhoods together and you have a municipality you get different municipalities together and you have a region or a state you get different states together or different regions together and you have a nation right which really none of that really makes sense outside of the neighborhood because really when you go outside the neighborhood what else is there why bother with other board i can see cutting things up into regions, but really, what's the sense of nations at this point? I mean, I could be in Rome in, you know, what, seven hours if I had the means, right? If I had the money, I could just, you know, get on a plane, be in Rome seven hours. So why do I need a nation? I don't really, but we have them and that's just a fact. But So you start governing from the neighborhood level, and you put these things together, and you decide what you're going to do in a neighborhood. And they tried to do that, and the thing that they tried to do was Neighborhood Watch. And Neighborhood Watch is like the dumbest idea ever. Oh, I need to keep an eye on my neighbors. No, that's not the point. It's always been what we've done. We're always, you know, sitting there peeking and looking. Ooh, what are these people doing? And I hate that. I hate it. Stop it. How other people live their lives is none of your business except for how they interact with you. Okay? And so deal with them on that level and figure out how you want the neighborhood to interact. Okay? And if you want everyone spying on everyone and everyone suspicious of everyone all the time and a paranoid bunch of idiots running around, then by all means have a neighborhood watch. Okay? I know the idea is to watch You know people from outside the neighborhood come in and you know oh my god but that's not how it ends up really working and it's all a bunch of bullshit so get together do things together as a neighborhood thing i hate about neighborhood watch is this when they formed neighborhood watch around here in my neighborhood uh i was at college and my brother was a teenager my sister was out of the house They didn't, because my brother was a teenager, they didn't invite, he was like the only teenage boy on the street, did not invite my mother or grandmother to join the Neighborhood Watch. They never got anything about it, okay? Because the Neighborhood Watch was there to make, apparently, my brother feel like an ass, one day... Uh, one of the neighbors, some kid was in the neighborhood setting off fireworks. He was a guest of another kid in the neighborhood setting off fireworks in the that kid's yard, right? That neighborhood kid's yard. And the neighbor, even though my brother was here, the neighbor, which is, you know, like 10 houses up, called the cops. On my brother, saying it was my brother who was the one that was in the backyard. Categorically false. That's a neighborhood watch. People are idiots. They do stupid shit. And they didn't even invite the people, and, you know, the whole idea, not that my brother was causing trouble, but they decided that he was trouble. And so it was just like the neighborhood watch was call the cops for everything and blame my brother and what ended up happening was, was that eventually the person who put the neighborhood watch together moved out of the neighborhood it was the same person that would always call the cops on my brother and blame my brother for everything that he didn't do because he doesn't really leave the house he kind of doesn't like the outside world um it's kind of sad but that's just the way that it is so that guy moved out and the rear-watch died, thankfully. Uh, the legacy is we have a bunch of signs all over the... a uh, bunch of stop signs, because they ended up putting up stop signs where they're not needed, where we never had an accident. Um, in fact, I even got the police uh, log for the street for like 20 years, 15 years or 20 years, they hold the information for. Not one accident recorded on this street in that entire time, but we had to put up stop signs uh in a you know three-way intersection uh, another street joins our street and they decided every every direction needed stop signs even though one one side of that stop is on a very severe angle which you can actually see if you look at my run because I run up that every single day and we make people stop on the hill in order to How stupid is that? So in the winter time, when we have a ton of snow, people can't get going again. And we made a two-way street in parts one way, because there's a circle in my street, and so they decided that it'd be easier if it's one way around each side of the circle. Yeah, 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 that's what they decided. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really do anything, but That's what they wanted to do. So that's what they did. And that's that. So anyway, without any input from us, they went ahead and did all this because we weren't invited. End of. So, there we have it. Why I hate the Neighborhood Watch. (laughs) But you should get together with your neighbors and you should discuss things and you should talk about these things. Um, Because I did have another friend who was musing about, well, gee, you know, we should do something healthier for kids. We shouldn't be letting them binge on all this sugar, which ultimately is the parent's responsibility, but some responsibility does hang on the people who are handing these things out, and that's a valid point. We shouldn't be force-feeding or letting these kids binge on all the sugar. Really it's not force-feeding, but it kinda is because we don't give them options. And maybe that's the thing to do. Maybe have different options. And you tell the kids, look, take your pick of what you want. And if parents don't want the kid having candy, maybe the kid doesn't take candy because the parents are supposed to be with him anyway, right? I don't know. But there is a neighborhood solution to this. There's always a neighborhood solution to everything. And we tend not to take that solution. And and I think that's a big part of the problem. Uh, Take a look at... um, you know, well, I might as well talk about South Carolina, which there isn't really a neighborhood solution except for the fact that there shouldn't be cops in schools, okay? You should have cops come to schools if someone does something illegal. But you shouldn't have cops in schools, and people oh, people will say, "Oh, well, she hit the cop. Okay, first off, a teenage girl. Yes most teenagers, teenage boys too, aren't going to hit a cop hard enough to really hurt him, okay? Fact. Even if that's the case, it's still the responsibility of the police officer to have a measured and reasonable response. He should have never been called into that classroom in the first place, okay, nobody was doing anything illegal, she was just, the, the teacher was not able to control his student, which is a fault. problem with the teacher, not a problem with the student, okay? If you can't handle the student, that's your problem, not the police's problem. But more of, But more than that, who, so, you got, you got hit. And? you're like three times the size of this girl you're wearing body armor you're you're you know you have weapons on you what do you do you take her in her desk and slam her to the ground and i mean just absolutely were totally brutal it was all on tape right was that a proportional response no that was way over the top nothing's going to happen to him of course but there shouldn't be cops in schools there was a cop in school when I was in school. It was the stupidest thing ever. Cop never did anything. First off, it's a waste of money. Because hardly ever did he do anything. But more than that, who's committing crimes? I mean, seriously. If there's a crime committed. called cops. And I'm sorry, but two kids fighting isn't a crime. It's stupid. And the kids shouldn't do it. I know I got into plenty of fights and I beat plenty of people's asses, but it's not a crime. And when you're an adult, yeah, by all means, you know, don't fight. Just don't ever fight, there's no reason to fight. But when kids, even in high school, people don't really know any better. We like to treat everyone as an adult, I don't know why now. Uh, but you really, I mean, the hormones are going. Lots of stupidity. Let kids be stupid, okay? Train them not to be stupid. That's the point of school. That's the point of growing up: is to teach them not to be stupid. Don't be bullies. Don't, don't, you know. Don't uh, look down on people because they're different than you in any way, shape, or form. Don't think that the opposite sex has owes you anything or anything like that. Like, you know, teach kids to be responsible adults, but at the same time, you have to allow them a certain margin of error. They're going to make mistakes. Nobody's perfect, and certainly little kids aren't, and certainly high school kids aren't. It's like we forget how freaking stupid we were, and I know people like this. I know people that were terrible in high school. They were horrible, horrible people. And they act today like they did nothing wrong. They were the perfect student. They were the perfect child. And it's just not true. It's categorically untrue. And somewhere deep down in your psyche, you have to know it's not true. But you sit there and you act like you were perfect anyway, and when somebody else misbehaves, they're the first people that are like, Ooh, well, how dare they? Right? And they should know better. And it's like, they're kids. They're going to be stupid. Let them be stupid. Teach them not to be stupid. Don't throw them in jail for it. Don't let a cop come in and slam them around. You know, I haven't watched this video about this student body slamming, and I don't think they really body slammed them. I think that they were kind of, you know, and just... You know, the guy ended up going over, but it wasn't like a, you know, when I think body slam, I think of like this really like you're being overpowered and you're being forced into the ground. And I think it was more just, you know, uh, based on the, like, I did not actually see the guy go over, but based on just the few seconds I saw on a teaser, uh, on TV, I, I think it was more like a Pedro Martinez and Don Zimmer thing, which was totally wrong, but, It's not a body slam that's just, you know, get out of my way, whatever. Like, But, like, I get if the student's in contact with you, like the student comes after you or whatever, but you still should be trying to break contact with the student. They're a kid, and you know better. It's not about being tougher. It's not about being stronger. It's not about, you know... No, you break the contact and say, whoa, what are you doing? That's not the way to do things, right? I know in the heat of the moment it's difficult, but obviously we haven't been trained all that well. We fail still, right? But at the end of the day, kids should have a larger margin of error to do stupid things than adults should. And I, you know... Please, by all means, as I've said, still, there's a lot of stupid things that happen that should not ever happen. And sometimes it is the kid's fault, and you have to do what you have to do there. But in nothing that I've seen, um, and there was this kid in South Carolina, and you know he's in his car, there's a girl there. The girl's the subject of a drug bust sting. She was buying weed or whatever. And instead of letting himself get arrested, what did the kid do? He backed out of the parking space. There were cars on one side and he started driving away. The police officer attempted to get in front of the car. He could not. He got on the side of the car. He had his gun out. He's screaming at the kid that he'll shoot his head off if he doesn't stop. Well, the kid kept going. He wasn't trying to hit the officer. You can see clearly he's not trying to hit him with his vehicle. He's trying to get away. And the straight line happened to be the officer was here on the side of the car. And the straight line happened to be here. And he's not trying to hit. The officer was on the side of the car, not in front of the car. He wasn't lining him up to take a shot or whatever. And the cop did shoot him in the head and killed him. Over weed. Seriously. But I don't care what drug it was. I don't care if it was crack. I don't care if it was heroin. I don't care what it was, that kid in no way deserved to get shot in the head over it. Okay? You have his license plate, and it's a sting operation. So you already have his license plate. You already know everything you need to know about him. What is so important that you stop him right then and there? I don't understand that. What is so important about that? It's ego. That's what it is. Same with the principal in that school. It was the ego. You know, and the cop in the classroom. It was ego. I don't want to let, you know, this person best me. I don't want to look weak. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want, you know, I always get my man, whatever. You know, all these horrible things happen because people let their egos get in the way. And they really shouldn't. I have a bit of an ego, right? I like to think well of myself. I like to think I do well. I like to think that I have things to contribute and that I'm a valuable individual that has things that uh, other members of society can profit from. And not profit in a monetary sense, but profit in a spiritual sense, in an emotional sense. Right? So, I have an ego but I try not to let it, you know, run my interactions, put it that way, right? Um, You know, sometimes I'm gonna fail. It's the way that it is, right? So sometimes you're gonna fail, sometimes other people will cause you to seem like you failed, or whatever. But, you know, I don't really care. You know, if someone punched me. Like, if I didn't have to fight for my life, I'd be like, you know, at this point. But back when I was a kid, I would get into fights all the time over stupid shit, right? So try not to, you know, let your ego guide your interactions. There's sometimes when it's good and you need to learn when it's good and when it's bad. And in those three instances, ego was bad. And it was just stupid and people ended up getting hurt, right? So, that's just the way that it is. Uh, so I, I, you know, I just I've been thinking about that a lot because it really sucks that you know this stuff has to keep happening, and there's so many people that keep you know taking sides and defending things, and and I take sides too. I always take the side against aggression, right? And even though the girl was aggressive, right? There are mitigating circumstances. So, one, she's a teenager. Two, she had just lost her mother and her grandmother. Three, she had just been put into foster care. Four, she had just had to go to a new school. So, she's obviously going to be disturbed and she's a teenager. Once again, teenagers get more leeway. They get more space. They get more margin for error, in my eyes. So, it was wrong for her to strike out, but she's a teenager. And you need to say, okay, she shouldn't have struck out. She should have stayed under control. That still doesn't allow the police officer to slam her into the ground in her desk and do what all the other things that he did. That is wrong. That is stupid. That is ego-driven. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, the kid shouldn't have been buying drugs or bringing his friend to buy drugs or whatever, and he shouldn't have driven away. But he was not trying to hurt anyone by driving away. He was scared, and he was clearly trying to get away. And he's dead now because of it. That makes three like really bad stories out of South Carolina. The the principal one was out of like New York or something. It's it's you know nobody lost their life. You know just bruised, you know muscles and bruised egos, whatever. But um, the other one the You know, a couple months ago, there was that guy, I forget his name right now, sorry, it's just, I forget his name right now, and the cop was trying to arrest him, and he ran away from the cop, and the cop tried to say that he, like, tried to pull out a knife or whatever, but he was clearly running away, and the cop shot him in the back and killed him. Uh, That was South Carolina, too, so something up with South Carolina, but I don't, you know, I'm not going to get into that, but the point is, is that, you know, folks that are running away or whatever, like, stop killing them, okay? Uh, get back up, have somebody chase them, it's a sting operation, you know, whatever, like, or whatever it is. That that first, the 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 guy who, like, you know, was pulling a knife and ran away, um, that, you know, the cop was all alone and he stupidly went in alone to try and stop, you know, whatever, and, and you know, wait for your backup. Do things the way you're supposed to do them. It saves lives. I I don't understand how people, you know, decide, oh, well, I'm just gonna do things the way I feel they're gonna get done. Well, there's a reason why certain things are in place the way that they are. There's a reason why there are rules. Usually it's because someone tried something the other way and something bad happened. And then someone decided that you need to make a rule. Just like there's no law on the books that wasn't put there because someone didn't actually do something. Right? Like, the, the, my favorite is, in New York City, is illegal. it is illegal to take a bath with, I believe, a donkey or maybe a mule. You cannot bathe with a donkey or a mule. Which means somebody had to have been taking a bath with a donkey or a mule. For whatever reason, somebody else decided that this was a bad idea. Somebody had to witness this and decide this was a bad idea and encourage people to make a law against it. Now, I don't know the particular circumstances as to what happened in that bath that somebody was so offended or bothered by that they decided that they needed to make a law, but it happened. that is the way that it goes. Um, There are uh, tons of laws like that all around the country and all around the world, where, you know... But that's just laws. I'm talking about rules and regulations when you're just doing things, right? Well, let's take a simple one. Let's say, you know, you're screwing something in, and you need to hold it. They always say, you know, don't ever screw anything in your hand. Find another way, right? You know why? because people end up stabbing themselves in the hand with a screwdriver. Right? That's a rule. You don't do that. You know why you don't do that? Because you're going to hurt yourself. That's why we have that rule. Rules are made to be broken. Well, you're an idiot when you stab yourself in the hand. Not saying I've never... Alright, but I've been extra careful about it because I understand that you can stab yourself in the hand and maybe I've stabbed myself in the hand before, maybe I'm an idiot. Guilty. So, you know, there's a reason why we have these rules in place. No running in the hallway. Usually because when people are running in the hallway, people end up colliding and get hurt. So no running in the hallway. No running with scissors. You know why you don't want to run with scissors? Because if you're holding them wrong and you trip on something, guess where the scissors are going? Somewhere in your body, most likely. And it's going to be painful, if not deadly. Um, there's a reason there are rules. There's a reason why we have them. Um, and, you know, in all different professions, and all different walks of life, all throughout society, there's a reason for rules. There's a reason to follow them. Okay, uh, Lots of dietary restrictions in religion. Lots of those rules that have become tradition were based in... Uh, overall cleanliness of the food to keep people from getting sick and dying from eating things. The reason a religion bans pork is because they notice when people were eating pork I, I know that the religions say, you know, that God said, but the fact is people notice, oh well I ate that animal and then you know I died, you know, or I should say, you know, Tom ate that animal and then Tom died, right? Maybe we should make a rule against it because we've noticed that a lot of people are doing that and they're dying. That's why we have rules, so, you know, and and that's the thing. Like, even today, you have to cook your meat thoroughly, you know, certain meats, because they may contain certain uh, uh, microbes that will kill you if they don't get treated. So, that's the thing. There are reasons for rules all over in all different walks of life. And you should follow them if, you know, I mean, with, you know, modern rules. Ancient rules, I mean, if you want to follow your traditions, by all means do. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, I, if I wanted to eat meat, I could cook a pork chop and make it so it's not going to kill me. Um, but to those that actually follow it for religious reasons, by all means, you know, more power to you. Uh... Please continue being you and being awesome. Um, So, um, but, you know, there's a point to rules, is my whole point. So follow the rules, um, just like, you know, and stop causing so much problem. Follow the rules, let go of your ego, you'll be fine. That's basically what I'm saying there, I guess. So, um... You know, it just, it really bothers me. It bothers me that there's so much pain in the world that could be stopped simply by letting go and just doing things the way we know they work, right? So, and a lot of people won't let go. They won't let go of that. You know, they don't want to get beat. Well, sometimes it's going to happen. Sometimes you're going to lose, but you don't really lose anything You know, like that cop in that classroom would not have lost anything if he had just, you know, been like, okay, that's it, calm down, you tried to hit me, let's take a walk, we're going to go to the principal's office, you're going to get suspended, you'll deal with that, and whatever. No, he assaulted a police, she assaulted a police officer, well, she's a teenager and you really didn't get assaulted, I'm sorry. You didn't get hurt. You're just like... You got a little bruise on your ego. A girl hit you. Whatever. You know? Like... I'm sorry. And I have cop friends that'll be like, you know... Well, you know... He's got to worry about his safety. Well... Yes and no. You should always be concerned about your safety. But you chose an unsafe profession. And you have to... uh, You're there to serve and protect the other people. Right? The people. You volunteered for that. And you're not serving and protecting anyone by slamming that girl into the ground. Wow, I've gone on for a long time about this. But, so, that's what I'm saying. That's my argument there. Um, If you have trouble following that argument, by all means, ask me about it. And I will gladly go line by line with you through it. Um, I don't mind. I really don't. Um, When something's really important then obviously we should talk about it. So, And I think that taking care of the violence that's in our society, no matter where it comes from, is probably the most important issue that we have. And we have violence of all sorts. There's verbal violence, there's economic violence, there's physical violence. It's all violence, okay. Um, if you read Gandhi, you will learn that. You know, he said that poverty is the worst form of violence, and I tend to agree. That's a choice that a society makes to make other people suffer. That is a terrible violence uh, that is done by choice. Um, but uh, so that is something that we need to look at. We need to take care of, um, and, and and do, and. You know, I think it starts with taking care of ourselves and focusing on what we can do to be better people. Uh, then it works on to the neighborhood level and on up that way. And that's how we need to think, that's how we need to act. Right? Uh, the president isn't going to be able to pass a broad law that's going to stop all violence. Right? It has to come from the foundation up. Once again, everything in a society is built from the ground up. Um, And the further away we get from that, uh, the worse things end up getting as far as building things. So, that is what we have to contend with. That is what we have to worry about. That's what we have to think about and do. It's find a way to get back together, talk about substantive things with our neighbors, and build consensus and build uh, from the ground up. So... That's what I leave you with uh, this, this week, is uh, think about, if you want, how you can do better to build a better society. Uh, and it starts in here, and then it works out with your neighbors. And that's really, if everyone focused on that, I think we'd be in a lot better place. So uh, hopefully the whole hoopla about the two-year-long presidential election that we have now uh, doesn't get to me too much, and I don't do too many more of these, and I stick more with running. Um, I will look into some piriformis stretches specific, and and uh, you know go over those hopefully, and give you a report on how they work for me. Uh, I do have a 5K coming up this weekend, and I'm going to try and PR that. I need to hit like uh, 220, 230 for a PR. Anything over that i think i'm at 2234 i think is my best or 2235 so 2230 or below will be good for me i don't know how that's going to work out because my legs are tired and hopefully they rest up i'll see how i'm feeling in the morning if i'm feeling good in the morning i might go out for a couple more miles and then you know just cruise into into sunday and race so we'll see what happens uh beyond that i hope you enjoyed um as I said, if you want to discuss anything, by all means, you can catch me on the website on Facebook, the website's gilcanrun.com, Facebook, Gil can Run, uh, I actually use my real name on my Twitter feed because I couldn't figure out how to do a second one, so you can find me there, um, you can find my real name, I'm sure, um, uh, Gil, Gilbert is my last name, so, um. Everyone just called me Gil throughout college. So there we go. That's stuck. Um, So, you know, catch me online. Talk my ear off. Ask me what you want. And, uh, you know, and if you like it, share it with your friends. Get them involved. Get them watching. Get them liking the Facebook page and, uh, you know, and all that good stuff. And hopefully I can make something more of this. I've got to figure out how to make... This more. So uh, we'll work on that. And in the meantime, have fun. Have fun. Keep running. And remember if Gil can run, then so can you.